walked the halls of PCA together, learned the focusing approach from Mr. Lee, sang the school song, laughed, cried, and moved on to the next chapter of our lives. But once a lion, always a lion. Thanks for making time to re-engage with your PCA family. We want to know what God is doing in and through your life. I'm Alex Bellamy, class of 2006 and director of alumni relations. Welcome to another episode of our alumni podcast, Life Talk. All right, we are here with David Heasley, class of 2007, and we are just going to chit chat about life and hear what he's done since high school and what he's doing in life right now. Yeah, and when he pulled up, he said, um, it looks a little bit different just than when you remember. It does. Right? Yeah. So you haven't been here in a while. The main entrance is now inside. Yeah. Which yeah, this all wasn't off. here, right? For those of you who are in video, we're Trying actually sitting out in, in the Wasn't this like a lobby. circle driveway, like your senior year of high school? This right was, here? yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So this was that kind of half in over here. pulled up, mm-hmm. walked up the stairs. I think I've actually got plenty of pictures on those stairs that are no longer there. No longer. So. I think but we took class awesome. pictures there. This is really like, cool. Those yep, first couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're um, 07. The he- I'll just say this. The Heasy family. Okay. And this is from a person who's been here about 19 years, 21 kind of at the school, 19 on staff. The Heasley family, right, to me is kind of like um, PCA royalty. Agreed. Okay. And <laughs> Agreed. just, right. I mean, because, you know, you were here. Catherine was here. Jonathan was here. Yep. Or yep. John. <laughs> for those who know him now. Um, but your parents are right, in, involved in everything, right? I mean, the Heasley family was such an incredible part of the PCA, just kind of legacy. So when did you get When did you come to PCA? So my first year at PCA was sixth grade. Okay. And that was, so we were actually living at Flower Mound at the time. And so we drove from Flower Mound to the Arapaho location. So that's where, yeah, Oh, wow. Yeah, we were there for six I think just sixth grade and then seventh grade we were at Prestonwood church. Yep. And then I think we, this was finished up right in time for ninth grade. So as soon as I started high school, we were in this building. All right. But I've got many memories there in the Arapahoe location because we shared with Shelton, Mm -hmm. you know, so there were two schools in one almost. And, um, yeah, kind of seen the whole evolution. So being back here is really cool, but very different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely different for those who walk the halls and go. Hey, this wasn't here when I was here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this wasn't, but it's really impressive. It's beautiful. It's yeah. really cool to see. Yep. So, what um, memories of PCA when you were here? What what kind of things? I I, I was just talking about. I've got uh, Campbell, and I was telling him um, that my Campbell wears number fifteen because his brother Parker wore number fifteen. Which David reminded me that that was your number as well. It was. That's yeah. So cool. Jacob Stamper gave me fifteen. And then Jonathan got 15, and then it's trickled down the line to the Panettis, so it's perfect. There you go. (laughs) From the Heasleys to the (laughs) Panettis. 15 carries on the great legacy. That's right. That's awesome. No, man. So, yeah, what what kind of things were you involved with? Gosh, I have so many great memories of PCA, and um, I think the cool thing about being at PCA and just being at a private school in general is that you can be a part of so many different things. And so, um, you know, obviously sports was probably the highlight. Um, just being being involved in anything from baseball, basketball, track, football, but um, future problem solving mm-hmm. was a huge highlight. Mrs. Lichty will be very happy to hear that. There you go. Um, I was in two musicals towards the end of high school. Really? So, okay, which ones? Um, first one was Bye Bye Birdie, and I think that was my junior year, and then 
senior year was Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, and goodness. the reason I can remember that name is because Abby and I, my wife Abby and I were talking about it recently because um, tap dancing came up and I had to learn to tap dance. No and way. so, yeah, Miss Dawn taught us how to tap dance. That's awesome. And somehow me and me, Robert Goode, and a couple other guys got roped into being uh, like lead tap dancer or speed tap speed tapists tap dancers yeah um so yeah i got to learn how to tap dance for thoroughly modern millie just something to add to your resume yeah Yeah. just yeah Yeah. just something else to do so no so many great memories um like you and i were talking dan a lot of my closest friends even to this day are from pca and you know it's it's that situation where we're, we're gonna be friends forever um lifelong friendships that were forged really in sixth grade seventh grade and and beyond so we've been friends for you know 25 plus years now which yeah. is pretty pretty incredible what was aaron almer your quarterback or who aaron was, quarterback? was okay. senior year okay yeah so steven oschlager um yeah steven oschlager i guess sophomore and junior year yep. and he became quarterback because ty robinson got injured our yep. freshman year broke his or back sophomore year. yeah i broke still his remember back. that like it was yesterday um, we were at first i think Baptist. he actually told that story on yeah. on his podcast yeah. i listened to his and stevens yeah he was he was looking for a little like sympathy and you know like yeah we're not giving it to you yeah was, gosh <laughs> that was awful that was a horrible season by the way because yeah. ty got hurt um Jordan got hurt. I mean, we had so many injuries that year, yep. which ironically opened the door for a lot of us younger underclassmen to come in and, you know, fill some of those slots. But, yeah, so senior year, Will Norris got hurt um, first or second game. And then Aaron was our quarterback the rest of that year, yep. uh, senior year. So yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. And then he and I he and I ended up going to UT Dallas together, you know, towards the end of college. So okay. we were able to do some intramurals together and tear it up a little bit. Post high school, yeah. <laughs> but you and Bobby Polk were always close here. Oh yeah, Bobby's still a very, very close and dear friend. I also tried to recruit him up to Colorado. There you go. So I'm trying, you know, anybody I can to to get up there. I'm 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 trying to recruit. So if you guys would love to move up to Colorado, you know, feel free. We go every summer. Um, we love Colorado. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we love it too. We go visit. We, <laughs> we do the Texas the thing, right? You go up to Colorado yep, in the drive summer. up. Yep. Usually like Durango area. Yep, yep. It's like the closest area. Spend yeah. spend some time we and come go back. To family camp every week in That's the summer. Awesome. It's awesome. That's awesome. We love it. It's yeah, so good. The Pawks are great friends. Megan and Abby are great friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as much as we can see them, yeah. we, we love getting the, getting the whole crew together again. Now, did you guys do, like, I mean, do you remember homecoming, mini-mester, and things like that as well? Yes. Oh, my gosh, mini-mester. Um, so, mini-mester, I, I went to Honduras for the first time through mini-mester. Oh, wow. Um, and so, that was freshman year. Yeah, so that would have been ninth grade. And um, I want to say that might have been the first time that – the school went to Honduras, okay. but um, mostly through Jenny Brady. She has some contacts down there, and so there was a small group of us. It was me, me Parker and Will, and then Sydney Gardner, J.C. Svensson, Callum McDowell, a few. I think Caroline Clark might have gone too, but it was a small. I was on that trip. It was a, oh, you were on was. that trip? I was okay. on that trip. Okay. I was actually flipping through a yearbook a couple weeks ago and found like a team photo and every one of those people you just named was on it. It was really cool just to kind of Do you remember that trip? Oh, I do. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was very different. It was a culture (laughs) shock. Like it was a lot of fun. Didn't we stay in like a church or it was a church, some sort of compound looking place and you know, no hot water. It was, you know, we got the full experience, but that led to a really cool, um, 
experience even after high school where we continued going down to Honduras and um, got involved with La Finca de los Niños, which is an orphanage down there. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so actually after high school, Sydney and I, we, we went down there with some college friends for a few years and Mr. Lichty came with us really? um, a couple of times. And um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the last year that we went, but yeah, we can talk all about that. Cause that's really where, you know, I, kind of developed this heart for adoption and um you know the adoption relationship between the u.s and honduras is very difficult and um but that's kind of what spurred that interest and abby had a passion for adoption even before we met and so you know we adopted we adopted our third daughter but um i think a lot of a lot of that experience and that passion started that freshman year that trip to honduras because you know it's an eye-opening experience you're in this bubble and then you you kind of get to see how the rest of the world lives and what else is out there. And so yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought well, that I'm up. I'm glad you brought up mini well, so, so many people, right. When you hear mini master and you take a week off during, you know, mm-hmm. right before spring break and yeah. spring sports still hate it. You know, it's like, yeah. what in the world are you people doing? Right, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's, it's funny. Cause I mean, you hear story after story, after story, after story. And after you've been here yeah. 20 years and you hear the stories of the impact of mini master, not just during that week, but years later, Right. Yeah. You have to kind of say, listen, just just trust me on this one. OK, like, yeah. let's keep doing it. Let's keep investing in it. I know covid like almost killed it. Yeah. I mean, it was it just is. it was so hard to do things. And people are like, OK, do we need to bring this program back? And mm-hmm. it's like, yes, yeah. just trust us. We need to bring it back. We need to make it as big as it was before. Right. Where everybody's going on trips, bring the international trips back. I know it's difficult. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just your experience you had. It's like it's life changing. Yeah. And that's a unique thing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Even after high school, you try to explain to someone, yeah, we had this week before spring break yeah. where we got to go do? on these Nobody incredible understands. trips and get these experiences. Yeah. And even if you stayed here, you could do these, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think my junior or senior year, I did the film, the film mini master, not okay. the one in L.A., but the right. one here where you basically have a week to make a short film. You have to edit it, put it together, all that sort of thing. That's, you know, those are just very unique experiences yes. that are I feel like exclusive to PCA, maybe, maybe they are elsewhere, but, um, whenever I explain to someone, yeah, I went to Honduras in ninth grade, yeah. you know, and it was a part of, it was a part of school before yeah. spring break. It's, yeah. it's, it's your school a, took really 20 kids to Honduras experience. in ninth grade. Yeah. Great, great idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No problem. What could go wrong? Flying into Tegucigalpa. If <laughs> yes, you remember that airport, which is like, I think the second most dangerous airport in the world, yeah. you know, you're At banking along. At that time, I didn't the, notice that. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, no idea. We were all naive. What, yeah. what could go wrong? And, and really, I mean, honestly, right. 5% of all the trips or whatever, right? Something's going to happen, right? And people yeah. focus on that. It's like, oh, look at the negative. It's like, listen, there's 95% of this life, life-changing oh, yeah. experience. So and, just, and how that prepares you and, it's cool. and carries, stays with you as it's you so get cool. older. Um, yes. You know, I look back on a lot of that stuff because I feel like you take it a little bit for granted yeah. when you're young. You don't really realize the impact of... Mm-hmm. Of what you're getting you to can't. experience, right? You're in ninth yeah. grade. You're in high like, school. I wish go, I could yeah. have done that when I was 30 instead of when yeah. I was, you know, 14 yeah. or 15. Yeah. Well, um, maybe you can because Alex is trying to bring back alumni, alumni right? Mini Master trips. trips. Okay. Yeah. All right. So alumni stay tuned for that. All right. That'll be <laughs> exciting. <laughs> It but is um, on my no, great list memories. of things to do. Yeah. That's awesome. So, from once you graduated from PCA, though, where did you go? You said you went to University of Dallas. So yeah, so graduated PCA. Um, I actually went to John Brown University up in Salem Springs, Arkansas. Did you go up there to play years. sports? Um, I played rugby up there. Did you I really? I didn't go there really? to play rugby, but I went there and had to get my fix somehow. Oh, so, wow. Um, so I went there. Parker Bell also went there. We were uh-huh. roommates for two years. And then, um, 
yeah, after sophomore year, transferred to UT Dallas and then graduated there. I was ready to graduate, man. I graduated early. Um, I was just, I had, a, I had a fun college experience. I had a great time, but I was ready to just start working, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, graduated from UT Dallas. Um, I was involved in Pine Cove throughout college. So, um, that was a great, great experience. A big reason why I ended up coming to UT Dallas and then, um, yeah, tried to figure out what I wanted to do in life really through college, which yeah. another thing looking back on, it's like, man, that's a lot of pressure to try and decide what you want to do for the rest of your life in college. Cause I, th- I thought I was going to go. So my, so my dream was always to be an animator for Pixar. Like that's what I w- was going to do wow. in, in my Very mind. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, did AP art here at PCA, digital media arts major in college. Very quickly realized that I wasn't as good as I as I thought I was, and so the wheel started turning. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, um, and also, what does a career path look like for this realistically for me? Yeah, and so, yeah. a lot of things in one ended up ended up um, leading me to transfer to UT Dallas, change my major to business. And I was like, I'm going to get a business degree under my belt and just kind of see where I want to go from there. And so. Um, Got an advertising, worked at an ad agency in Dallas called Tracy Locke for a few years. Um, that's how I met my wife. So we were set up on a blind date by her cousin who I worked with and uh, met Abby on a blind date. And um, Where's she from? So Abby is from Round Rock, okay. so just north of Austin. So she um, born in Fort Worth but raised in Round Rock, and um, her family are still down there in the Austin area. And then um, she graduated from Texas Tech, moved to Dallas, cousin set us up and shortly thereafter is when Robbie and Brent Trammell reached out to me and so that's kind of like I feel like the rest is history took, after took that, you in the out of the like old medical su- whole supply sales chapter of life started yes was uh through the late Brent, Brent Trammell who um was just an, an incredible man but yeah him and him and Rob who's your brother-in-law mm-hmm. that, did I get that right that's right okay um yeah worked with Robbie for a while and and All that's what short, that's what took you up to Denver. That is what took us up to Denver. Yeah. So I was an associate with Robbie for a couple of years, and um, our manager at the time, you know, it's it's kind of like you do this associate program, similar to what Garrett did, Alex's brother. And um, after a period of time, you know, you kind of learn the ropes, and then you get your own territory. Well, I was expecting to go down to Austin, like that was kind of the plan, and um, it seemed like that was going to be what was going to happen, and Abby and I were going to, you know, get married and go start a life in Austin. Well, um, Abby and I got married in February 2016. Our manager, my manager approaches me and says, hey, um, I don't think you're going to get Austin, you know, just letting you know. In fact, James Jeffrey wants to go down to Austin, which there's another person. Neil's son. Another person Mm -hmm. would name. Um, And so he was like, but there's an opening in West Denver. He's like, I really think you should go for it. Okay. I'll recommend you for it. And I was like, West Denver. Okay. And so Abby and I had just gotten married and, um, like, this will be an adventure. Let's, you know, we don't have kids. We just got married. Let's go, let's go check this out. Yeah. And, um, this was October, 2016. We find out that we're pregnant with Hattie a week before we moved Ooh, to Colorado. Right. So it was like, that's a lot. Boom, 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 yep. man. Yep. Married in, married in February, moving in October, find out we're pregnant. Um, and then Hattie came that, that following May, but we took the plunge, moved to Denver. Um, Abby was extremely trusting, you know, I, I marry her and then all, all of a sudden I'm taking her away from Texas and everything she knows and everything I know. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't get her to move back now, even if, even if we wanted to, yeah. but, um, yeah, just the way that God laid out 
everything ahead of that. I know we'll we'll get into Hattie and, and that whole story, but it's been looking back on that whole chapter post college has been really cool to see just how you know God has a plan and just the way that he ordained really every single step that led us to where we are yeah. right now. But it's, really it, it does seem weird though that, you know, in, in God's providence that he took you away from family and community yeah. right? so that when Hattie was born and then Hattie starts, you know, you guys start figuring out all these difficulties that really you didn't have that support system around you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, tell us a little bit about what that was like. Right. When you guys found out Hattie had some difficulties. Yeah. No, man. I, I think um, I almost think that was almost by design mm-hmm. and almost almost the best way it could have happened, because Abby and I really learned to rely on each other. And I mean, we we're newly married. Yep. We've been married for a year by the time that Hattie was born, um, had our one year anniversary in February. Hattie's born in May. And so. We're newlyweds, you yep. know, no matter how you look at it, yep. you're newlyweds really at that point. Um, and so we just got thrust right, right into life. Like, you know, this, this is life. It's not always, you know, sunshine and butterflies here. Here's a challenge right, right here. And so I think we matured in our relationship. We matured in our faith very, very quickly. Cause we really didn't have a choice. Yep. And I think when, um, when you deal with, challenges like that that just come at you and it's your child you know this isn't another family this isn't a friend like this is your child you're you're forced to decide you know am I gonna how am I gonna handle this am I gonna rely on God or am I gonna try and do this my way um you know am I gonna am I gonna get angry at my spouse am I gonna get angry at God you know I don't know it was it was a very very quick way to mature and that's another thing that you look back on you're just like golly like how many learning moments that I have during during that first year yeah. you know and, and we still do but um yeah it happened it happened quick man but I it sounds weird to say I wouldn't trade anything for the world I wouldn't have any wouldn't have have done it any other way yeah. and um it's been a blessing in disguise which has been cool yeah well tell us a little bit about Hattie then yeah life with Hattie life with Hattie <laughs> yeah so Hattie girl she's about to be seven which is crazy. Um, so yeah, so we, we did not know much while Abby was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, she was measuring a little, Hattie was measuring a little small. So there was like some slight concerns. We had some Doppler scans throughout the pregnancy, but, um, she was born in May. Um, that first day she had an apneic episode is what they were calling it about four hours after she was born. Um, which later we would find out was actually a, a seizure, mm-hmm. but we didn't know that at the time. And so we didn't really think much of it, but she had this apneic episode where she just kind of turned purple, wasn't breathing, you know, we're freaking out. Nurses press the code blue, rush her away. And, um, yeah, like I said, this is four hours after birth. And so we ended up being in the NICU for about a week, um, after that happened, but still didn't know, you know, the reason they thought maybe she was just a little low on oxygen. I had these random apneic episodes bring her home. Everything's great. Um, about a month later to the date. So this would have been like June 24th. Um, I was in the driveway and Abby comes running out and says, Hey, something's going on with Hattie. Something's not right. And so I go in there, Hattie's a month old. She's purple, not breathing, just Mm -hmm. not there. I mean, as horrible as it sounds, it almost looked like she was dead. But, um, so we just stripped off her onesie later, tried to get her skin on the cold, granite countertop and nothing was happening so call 911 um 
they get there by at at that point Hattie had kind of come back and come to and she was crying which is good and so um they did some vitals on her everything looked fine um they end up leaving it ends up happening again about 30 minutes later after the EMTs leave so they come they take her straight to children's extremely long story short we're in the NICU for about a month and ended up having blood panels sent to University of Chicago because they ran every test in the world trying to figure out what's going on and uh come to find out she had a very rare chromosomal deletion syndrome called 1Q43Q44. So she's missing a small, actually missing a large portion of her first chromosome on the Q arm. And so um, at the time, 52 kids in the world that they knew that had this. And so as far as a support system goes we didn't really have much like we're we're researching this as much as possible yeah. like hey what is, what is what do things look like as far as development or even lifespan like we didn't we didn't know sure. you know it's not like they just hand you this booklet that's like all right here you go here's how you take care of your kid now and so that that learning journey was insane yeah. you know and again married for a year here we go let's let's start life um and so Dude, what, what transpired from that point on is just unbelievable to see how she has not, not only affected our lives, but other people's lives, you know? And um, just, I wasn't expecting to get emotional, but um, just the way that God has used her yeah. and spoken through her and helped other families. I mean, how do you... Hattie's helped more people than I will ever help in my entire life from helping to start special needs programs at church to schools to leading some of our friends in the special needs community to the Lord Mm. and just that testimony that she carries. Um, it's, it's been really, really cool to see. And so, um, yeah, we've since, so there's one other little girl in the state that has this exact same deletion. Her name's Lucy. Uh, she's three months younger than Hattie. So there's like, I mean, they're so close and we've gotten to know them very well. And, um, our genesis has gotten to know both families. Right. To put you guys in the same state to have these girls be friends. And yeah, that's Uh, so special. Unbelievable. And we love Texas. Um, you know, Texas is incredible. Colorado is home and, um, the resources and the way that we've kind of seen, um, them take care of Patty has been really cool to see That's you know awesome. Colorado is definitely not without its faults um but the uh just the community and the way that they've really wrapped their arms around the special needs community and and Hattie and we you know we haven't experienced it, it elsewhere but um Colorado has been been incredible so we know that's you know, obviously the first thing to come to mind is, well, that's, that's why we were here in the first place was because of this journey ahead. And so it's kind of just cultivated from there, but been really neat to, been really neat to see. And here we are yeah. seven years later, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So you guys have another daughter, right? We have two other little girls. Okay. Yep. Yes. So we've got Shiloh, our four-year-old, okay. um, biological daughter, typical daughter. And then we have Neela who we adopted from India summer of 2022 so she's been home for about a year and a half and we we knew her since 2020 um and she'll be four in may so yeah okay so tell us a little bit about the story behind neela's adoption how you guys found out about her and then bringing her back home to the state man we have like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, we, we could talk about India for like all time. day if you guys want to. But um, yeah, so I think we, you know, 
like I said, we both have this passion for adopting. And um, when Hattie came along, you know, we were we were thrown into the special needs community, mm-hmm. and I had had no experience with children with special needs. I, you know, wasn't really sure how to act and what, what's appropriate. You know, what does this life even look like? Like, sure. what 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 entails in that? And um, I think that's why we're both. You know, we don't expect other people to know mm-hmm. how to how to act or react around kiddos with special needs, and so we were very quickly exposed to that community and, um, you know, developed a passion for it, met a lot of other great families. And so when we started talking about adopting, we, we thought, you know what, we would be open to adopting a special need, a child with special needs Hmm. or a disability, whatever that might look like. And, um, we, we, gosh, I guess we started in like March of 2020 was when we started the adoption process. So it was about a solid two year process of getting approved and just going through all the, um, processes leading up to that, but we, it's weird. I think, I think it's gone back for, for anyone considering adoption. It used to be, if you're going to adopt internationally, then you would be matched with somebody, you know, you go through the process, you would, if, if you had a preference for a girl or boy, you could give your preferences and then they would kind of match you with somebody. Well, during 2020, they changed things up to where they gave you access to this portal where you could just see all of these kids mm. and then choose oh, wow. who you know who you wanted to adopt it was really strange and so abby and i were a little torn up about that because that's an, that's a hard that's situation tough. to be yeah. scrolling through but um but we knew what we were open to and we knew what we weren't and i think what we decided was in our capacity we we would you know be open to any disability that um may not affect cognitive cognitive function just with you know um our capacity with hattie at the time so anyways find little neela and uh, she has arthrogryposis which is a very fancy word for clubbed hands and club feet mm-hmm. and so um her incredible biological mother um braved i mean in the middle of covid dropped her off at an orphanage um was was with her for a week and we don't know anything about her mother whether she was younger um or what that situation looked like but abby and i go back to gosh in the middle of covid which in india it was i mean complete lockdown yeah. she somehow made her way from her home to the orphanage to give this little girl a shot at life yep. you know a little mirror and that is not all that is not common yep. in india yep. um and that was that's a big reason why we adopted from india is because just you know what happens to those little girls especially those with disabilities is not great so her her biological mother is just an incredible woman whoever she is and um so yeah matched with her fell in love with her from the start got to facetime with her over 2021 to 2022 and then we uh flew from denver to delhi in gosh june of 2022 and uh i'll say we were supposed to be there for about three two or three weeks we were there for a little over a month just because of some things that went down yeah. <laughs> in india um it was it was a culture shock man you want to say honduras is a culture shock which it is india is a totally have, have, have you ever been to india I have not i hadn't either it's um it's a different world man uh, beautiful culture, beautiful people, amazing food, really, really, really friendly people, but just a completely different way of, of doing things, which yeah. we which we had to learn. And, yeah, uh, we got a couple of PCA missionaries that are over at India. Okay, right. I mean, because Grayson Warren's Grace there. Warren. Okay, so 
and I know mm-hmm. some others, you know, in different places. So yeah, it's, yeah cult, culture shock. Yeah, culture shock. Um, Very different. All that being said, we would love to go back one day with Neela, you know, yeah. when she when she's ready or whenever she wants to. But um, and she's four now. She'll be four in May. Oh boy. Yeah, so she's three, and um, yep, just got approval on a uh, power wheelchair for her. Ooh. So she's gonna get her first little wheelchair, which will be awesome. And then she's having her first of a few surgeries yeah. here in January. So that'll be kind of the next you know step for her. Is and it's you know that. She's completely cognitively typical. In fact, she's brilliant, like blows our minds every day. Didn't speak a lick of English, you know, a year and a half ago. And now she's talking, you know, just as much as Shiloh is. And so uh, she fits right in. She's definitely a Heasley, just driven, spunky, goofy. But, um, yeah, she'll, she'll, I think we're going to give her the shot at walking. And if that's what she wants to do when she's older is, you know, choose to go after that, great. If she wants to choose to being a power wheelchair that's great as well so we're gonna you know give her that option but um this first step will be a you know somewhat semi-serious surgery on her legs and feet and um yeah it'll be i think it'll be good man wow so crazy it is it is and you and abby have just crazy like champions I mean, through all this together, I, I know. That, I mean, a, having she's more of a stud than I am. Yeah, but sure. I mean, having, having special needs kids is really yeah. difficult on a marriage. Um, it is, and you all jumped right in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's um, you know, I think, I think what we quickly realized is that the special needs community is full of, um, you know, people that don't know Jesus, mm-hmm. and I think we. It's, it's easy to look at some of these kids and say, you know, God created them that way in a certain, you know, for a purpose. And, you know, there's no accidents out there. Yeah. If someone were to ever come up to us and say, you know, hey, would you, do you ever wish Hattie were typical? Or we've had people come up to us and say, like, I'm praying for a miracle that God will hear your child. It's like, no, I'm, Hattie is the way that she is because that's how she's supposed to be. And she's perfect the way that she is. But if you don't know Jesus, then it's hard, you know, obviously they're not thinking that way. We can't expect non, non-believers to think like believers. And so I think what we've realized is that people in the special needs community, they're, they're the ones who need Jesus the most. Um, and just, and for good reason, you know, they have every reason in the world to be angry at God, believe there's not a God. Um, how could a good God do something like this to my child and et cetera. And so, um, it's been, it's been neat in a weird way to be exposed to that community, but also, um, give our testimony and just love on them and um you know little things as as small as inviting them to church and i know preston has a great special needs program that is not the norm by the way and so experiencing that where we are um so what was that like i mean do you guys have a good church community and and did you guys help start kind of their special needs program or did they already have something established yeah so we so we were at red rocks church in um littleton Mm -hmm. for a few years and they did not have special needs special needs program great music by the way um good music great Great music um they they didn't have a special needs program and so you know we would either keep hattie with us in the service or um yeah that's really all we did or we'd stay at home and watch virtually like those those kind of our options and so um we got with uh, another family and and helped start a special needs program there there's a curriculum called champions club i'm not sure if that's what preston uses but um 
So we started a little program there at Red Rocks. Ended up getting some families, you know, hey, no excuse to not come to church now, right? And right. so we've, we had a couple nurses from Children's Colorado that were there every Sunday watching the kiddos, a, a whole room dedicated to, to that program. And so that was really neat to see. We've actually, I don't know if I told you this, Dan and Alex, we, we actually moved from Littleton to Fort Collins um, about seven months ago. Okay. And so we were at uh, Res Church up in Loveland, and they have a full Champions Club um, program. I mean, five dedicated rooms, just like a sensory room, a music room, all these incredible rooms. There's probably yeah. like 30 kids with special needs that are part of that Champions Club program. And so um, we've kind of just rolled right into that, which has been incredible. And that community up there is, is incredible as well. But Resurrection Christian School, which is where Shiloh is right now, they are just now starting a special needs program there as well. So we're hoping Hattie's, Hattie's in first grade now. We're hoping by second and third grade she'll be over at Res um, at some point. And then Neela to follow, of course. But... Um, yeah, being able to start something like that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, just being a part of that. I think a lot of churches, um, you know, a lot of the responses from churches is, well, there's just not a need for it. You know, we don't have, we don't have a big community with special needs here. Yeah. And the truth is you do have a community with special needs. They're just not here because they can't be here right, right. now. And it's almost a stereotypical, you know, build it and they will come. I know that's easy to say, but it's so, it's so true. Yeah, you know, it, it as is. soon as you launch something yeah. um, for any sort of disability yeah. or just having some sort of inclusion for these kids, the families are going to come yeah. because um, we were in that same boat. I mean, there were days where Hattie might be a little seizure-y, um, you know, something might be going on. We're not going to church because we can't leave her in this right. room if she has a seizure. Right. Um, but if you had she, medical care there and people who knew what was going on. Correct. Yeah. All of a sudden it's a totally different. Yeah. You know, and you know, not just for special needs kids, but special needs adults. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the thing that Preston would. So, you know, Rob's wife, Candace yep. um, works in the special needs program yeah. and she was, she's kind of giving us the update on all the different rooms and the sensory room and different things. And it goes from kids to adults. And it I does. think, I think a lot of churches look at it, as you said, and you know, one, we don't have that community, right. But you would, if you open the doors, but then to the expense of it, and yep. just saying, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna get into this, right, it's a community that may not bring a lot of you know resources, but they need a lot of resources. But here's the deal: that's how you minister to the community. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, just just like any program that you have that you're trying to reach out to people and bring them in. Sure, there's gonna, there's going to be an expense to it. Yep. But if churches do it, I'm telling you, that community will come in, and they, they will. and they will be loved and they will be ministered. But they'll change the way that your community then looks at life as well. And just like you said, Correct. when you bring Hattie someplace, it's like she's ministered to way more people, right, than oh, you and Abby ever could. Yeah. Just because she she changes, right, your default position in life. Correct. Right? You, you can't just kind of go through your normal life doing your normal thing and all of a sudden you run into a Hattie and go, oh, everything. It's like, whoa, you got to stop. You got to evaluate things. Yep. And all of a sudden you got to start asking real questions of life. Mm-hmm. And, and it really does. It changes your perspective, your paradigm on life. And then God enters into that, that you know, equation. And that's just yeah. what happens with, when you're around, right, that special needs community, right? Connor Bales up at the North Campus. Yep, love Connor. Right, two special needs daughter. Just wrote a book, um, you know, Counted Worthy. It's a mm-hmm. great reminder yeah. um, of just, you know, that, that this is how God has created, mm-hmm. right? All, all of us are broken and wounded. Well, welcome to sin, right? I mean, this, this world down here is not how God has designed for it to be. But you look at it and you go, it's amazing how God works through Every facet. So there isn't a, you know, oh, she's not perfect. You know, she 
is. She's perfectly made the way God has created Hattie to be, right? For yep. He created Neela to be, created Shiloh to be, or all the way that he wanted him. Yep. And it's it's our job to right to see right God's creation and God's work in the midst of each of those you know wonderful human beings. And yep. in the midst of ourselves too. Because yep. I think that's, you know, we talk about being typical and being normal. It's like, what does that really mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> what know? is normal anyways, right? Exactly. So it, that's, a, that's a great reminder. I mean, if people are out there listening and you're, you know, let's say you don't have special needs community and your church isn't doing It's like, go to your church and say, hey, listen, I know this isn't on our radar, but could we start something like this and just yeah. see who God brings along? Because that's a, that's a good reminder for us as, as believers to be reaching out to whatever community God brings along our path. It is. Now, I mean, everyone, everyone needs exposure to that and... Like I said, I think the parents and anyone in that community need, needs Jesus just as much as we do, if Amen. not more. And Amen. so um, it opens the doors to all kinds of conversations. And I'm glad you brought up Counterworthy because I love, I love that book. Connected with Connor about a year ago. And he and the Polks are good. They're good friends, good yeah. close friends. But um, I think one of the biggest points that I learned from him is that, you know, it's stereotypical to say to someone going through a hard time, hey, God's not going to give you more than you can bear but that is not true at all nope. right it's not <laughs> and doesn't um, say that anywhere I think he in talks about how, <laughs> i think he talks about how paul writes in second corinthians you know when they were in ephesus they were given much more than they can bear but so that they could rely more heavily on god that's right so um yeah. god's again, not going to give you more than you can handle with him correct and, and exactly. he can handle everything so, yeah, <laughs> so you look at it and you go i can't handle any of this and god's like yeah, yeah I, I got it Right, I you can't gotta, tell you how I many times I heard I, that. I love how you laid out. The, I mean, your path though, right? Within your first year of marriage, right, and all of a sudden you have this, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Get ready. And you don't have the community, <laughs> you know, that you would have had here in Texas, and you're up there and you're kind of isolated and alone. But the reality is, is like God's there with you. Yeah. Right? So there isn't anything that's coming your way that you and God can't handle. Yeah. No. So. There's nothing too big, nothing too difficult, and yeah. so. But yeah, how cool is it, man? Just looking back on where things started and yeah. where you are now and you know it's incredible how to see ahead. how faithful the lord has been through each and every step of the way yeah it is cool well any any um last words out to those i know there's a bunch of alumni they said okay here's the deal they saw david heasley right and they, and they clicked on it <laughs> yeah okay and and they're listening and they're kind of like man it's 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 so good to hear from david any last words that you want to send out to those guys and gals oh, out there who are listening to this we have our like 20 year reunion coming up here in oh my goodness three four years or so that's that's gonna be crazy i remember the 10-year reunion like it was just yesterday and that was a blast um no man i think i think you don't realize what you know what you have until you look back on all those memories yeah. and i have a ton of memories not with, not just with pca but with Prestonwood church as well just with the choir trips and you know all the fun things that we did um but yeah i think for people graduating and for students here, you know, even now, just soak it in, you know, yeah. again, um, some, a lot of times this is all, you know, there's a whole other world out there that's waiting for you. So soak it in, be a part of as many things as possible while you're a student here. Um, it's going to carry you further than you expect, yeah. you know, whether that's athletics, whether that's the arts, whatever it is, um, it's really going to carry you far. But, um, like I said, man, I, I forged my closest, friendships here you know my my best friends in life are the ones that I made here at PCA even to this day and um, we talk every day we see each other every year no matter where we're living at this point and so um, yeah I know everyone has different experiences but I look back very fondly on mine and um, I have a feeling there's at least 
something that was forged in you know every student that walked in these halls that they carry with them for a lifetime. I think it changes your aspect when you have kids, especially mm-hmm. of where do I want my kids to be in school? Yeah. You know, we could talk all day about what the world's like now, but um, you know, I, I'll be honest, I. I didn't know if I wanted my kids to go to private school. It's expensive. You know, I wanted them to kind of be exposed to some of the secular parts of the world because I do think that that's a good part in life. However, when they get to a certain point in life and these conversations start coming up, you're like, you know what? If they can have a Christ-like experience and a Christ-focused education, especially in their younger years, but also have this happy medium of, you know, you know, seeing what the rest of the world is like, I think there's no... There's no better opportunity, and um, our parents sacrificed a lot for us to to be here. I'll forever be grateful for that. Um, Me, Jonathan, and Catherine all talk about it fondly and look back on those times. Just and and honestly, I mean, the seed that was planted, right? You know, by Rick and Sherry putting you guys here, and and you said it, the connection between the family, the church, and the school, right? Yeah. The the reality is, is you don't know, right? if that really is taking, you know, root and, and there's going to bear fruit of it until, you know, you kind of hit your mid thirties and, you, true, and you go through life yeah. and some stuff pushes mm-hmm. back and it's either, yeah. you know, Hey, has that kid built his life right on the foundation of Jesus Christ or, you know, have they not? And, and yeah. you know, life has thrown you some storms, right. Yeah. And, and because of your foundation of, of Christ, right. You guys have weathered that storm. And, yep. and I think that's, that's the great thing is you want to share that with other people because yeah. everybody else has built their house on sand, life thrown a storm at them. And it's crumbled, right? Yeah. And you're like, hey, you don't, you don't have to crumble, right? Change, change from building your life on something that doesn't have a strong foundation. <clears throat> Move it over to Christ. And trust me, he will be the foundation that you need for whatever life throws at you. No. Well said. I think that firm foundation is built, you know, during these years. Yep. It really is. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. Hey, yes. you know what? <laughs> I, so good. I just, I just laugh because, you know, you came in, for those who, you know, are paying attention, like where we are, we're at the school, but it's during your Thanksgiving break. Yeah, so, happy Thanksgiving. So, the happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you came down, you gave up some of your time, right, to share with us, and I just, I just want to say thank, thank you, you for coming in. No, no, thank you guys. It's great catching up. Um, it's great seeing the building, but no, if I can see some familiar faces while I'm here, that's always a plus. So, thanks for having me. Oh, it's good to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you, David. Thanks, David. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Life Talk. I pray that God is doing something amazing in your life, and I want to make sure that we stay connected. Check out the show notes below for more information. Remember, you are loved by a good God. Be blessed and walk in a manner worthy of His calling. Until next time.